Greetings, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. So you guys know my name is Sasha Fleming. Sasha Fleming, if you want to call me Sasha. And I am the CEO and owner of Self is Wealth. Uh, We are a financial literacy company. Um, In fact, we are not just a company. We are a financial literacy community. And something I've realized working with clients over the years is that people were living a life of lack. And not because they had to, but because they lacked a financial foundation, which caused them to mismanage funds. There's too many people out here that think that they can opt in and out of the financial game, but this is a mandatory game that everyone has to play or you will get left behind. Some people find themselves losing the game, and they find themselves losing the game because they don't understand the rules. And we teach people the rules of the financial game. We teach people how to build that financial foundation. We teach people how to build wealth that fulfills and sustains um, from a self-awareness perspective. So again, my My name is Sasha Fleming, and I want to welcome you to the Self is Wealth podcast. So let's get right into it. Today, what I'm going to be talking about is um, controlling impulsive spending. I want to talk about controlling impulsive spending. And notice I didn't say eliminating impulsive spending or stopping impulsive spending. Because for a lot of people, that is just an unrealistic goal right um naturally if you got money in your pocket you got a little change you're out at the store somewhere and you see something cool um that you didn't necessarily plan for you're gonna purchase it and that's okay to do that sometimes or you may be riding around and um you get hungry you stop at arby's mcdonald's wherever that's an impulsive purchase but you know you were hungry so impulsive impulsive purchases are um, normal and natural sometimes. What we're talking about is controlling your impulsive spending so that it doesn't get out of hand. Now, some people, they'll do a few impulsive purchases here and there. But then you got some people where bulk of their spending um, is impulsive purchases and it has gotten to a point where it's really impacting their finances. Then the thing about it is, the thing that's so interesting is they don't even realize that this thing is a cancer to their finances. They don't even realize that this behavior is eating their finances alive. That's the dangerous thing about impulsive spending. Because you make a little purchase here. You make a little purchase there. Here, there, here, there. <laughs> you turn it into a habit, right? And some a lot of times these are small purchases, but these small, impulsive, unplanned purchases adds up. Now let's talk about what impulsive spending is. Impulsive spending happens when consumers buy things on impulse. It's when they buy things without pre-planning it or budgeting for it. So we know the importance of creating a budget. We know uh, the consequences of not following said budget. And one of, the, one of the things that gets in the way of people following their budget is the impulse of spending. Sometimes they may, uh, some people, and I've seen this before, and not only have I seen this before, I've done this before myself, where I haven't spent about 
200, $300 in impulsive purchasing before even tackling anything on my budget. And then I'm like, hold up, where my money go? Hold up, I don't think I got enough to pay this bill. Hold up, I may not have enough to uh, contribute to this investment account at this point in time. So, you know, those, those things happen. And by the time you realize it, it's too late. It's already happened. Right? Um, but but that's impulsive spending in a nutshell. You're, you're buying things without pre-planning for it or budgeting for it. So, um, how does it affect people? How does it affect people? It affects people because it negatively impacts their finances. Like, it has, it can turn into a habit. Impulsive spending can turn into a habit. And if you know me, you know that I always say that money draining habits are one of the biggest detriments to your finances and to um, your wealth building efforts. And impulsive spending is a money draining habit, or it can turn into a money draining habit fairly quickly and very easily. So by engaging in impulsive spending or impulsive purchasing, you're quickly depleting your resources. You're quickly depleting your resources without even knowing it. And if you are quickly depleting your resources without even knowing it, this can result in you tapping into your savings. So, for instance, because like I, like I told you guys, I've struggled with this as well. My vote coming, but I've struggled with it before, right? So, like I said, there was times where I would spend a few hundred dollars impulsively without even realizing it. Um, and then I'm like, oh, my car, no. Or, oh, I had to put this much money in, in Robin Hood. Or, oh, I was supposed to do this with this amount. And now I can't do it because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't depleted it. Which results in me digging into my savings to make, to make that back up. So now I've depleted my savings. So now I have to put a plan in place to replenish my savings. Or I have to budget to replenish my savings. When low-key, instead of using that money to replenish my savings, because I had to tap into it, I could have used that same money to accelerate wealth or to put my money into something that's going to bring me an ROI. Or even purchasing um, things for my children. So you want to be careful um, with impulsive spending because not only is it a money-draining habit that can really have you in a bad spot, it can have you depleting your savings very, very quickly, tapping into your savings. Look, we're not doing this um, check-ins to savings. In, oh, no, we're not doing this savings to check-in in 2021. We're not doing that. We're not hopping on our app and transferring that money from savings to check-ins like we do. No more of that in 2021. So I want to talk about a few things that drives impulsive spending, impulse spending. And um, a few things that I have here, a few things that I've seen in other people, a few things that I've seen in myself, um, even family members I've grew up seeing them uh, spend their money very, very poorly or um, engaging in impulsive spending. 
sorry mom my mom is <laughs> sorry to put you on blast mom but my mom is one of those people like she um she spends it she gets it she spends it she big she a big spender you know um so I grew up seeing that and you know for me that wasn't the only reason um why I had a problem with impulsive spending um Another thing for me was I, I I have a constant need for stimulation. I, I need to always be stimulated. So um, it can it can be as small as me standing in line at the checkout line, and you know I can't just stand there. Sometimes I, I'm looking around, seeing what's going on. Oh, this is pretty cool. Let me let me put this in the cart. Mmm, I want a Snickers. Let me throw this in the cart. Mind you, those are smaller purchase, but purchases. Um, but that's just an example of how the need for stimulation can really suck you in. But let me get into these driving factors of impulse uh, purchasing. Insecurities. Lack of budgeting. Impulsive behaviors. Pricing. Product displays. Childhood or past traumas. And a need for stimulation. So, I'm going to touch on um, all of these briefly and talk about how um, they are driving factors for impulse buying. Now, when you look at, when you think about your insecurities, right, there are some people out there who um, make, who tie materialism and the things that they have to their self-worth. And for some people, when they're feeling down, they use a means of retail therapy, um, shopping as, as a means of therapy uh, to make them feel better. And some people, uh, they'll see an, they'll just be in a store and they'll see a certain item in the store and they'll pick it up because they think that item is going to make them feel better, look better, um, be better, whatever it is. So sometimes insecurities can really get in the way and it can have you spending money unnecessarily. So you may want to dig into that and check that if that's a problem for you. Lack of budgeting. This is a huge one. So for a lot of people, impulse buying is a result of a lack of budgeting. They didn't budget properly. And here... It's important that you know who you are. You know yourself. You you know what your buying patterns and your spending habits are so that you can budget appropriately for these things. And if some of these buying patterns and spending habits are, are toxic to your finances, then you need to work on that. But understand it's not an overnight thing and it's going to take some time. So as you're working on that, the best thing to do would be to budget for those things. Now, I know that sounds counterintuitive to budget for things that is draining your finances, but at least if you're better prepared for it, you're more able to handle it. And you can work on those things while you're uh, simultaneously budgeting for those things. Another example, right? Um, Like if you if you know every time you go into Target for one thing and you come up with a hundred dollars worth of stuff and it never fails and you do this like almost every week almost every other week or you do this on a consistent basis right then at some point you know you either need to stop going to target 
But if you know you ain't about to stop going to Target no time soon, then you know that you need to budget for $100 every time you go to Target. Don't surprise yourself. You know you're going to drop $100. You know you're going to go and Target for some tissue. Maybe some paper towels and come out with $100 worth of stuff. You know you're going to do that. And you know you do that time after time after time after time. You've been doing it for years. So if you know that that's coming, you need to start budgeting for it. You need to start budgeting for it. Some of us even need to include a miscellaneous category into our budgets. Like, okay, I've I've combed through my statements over the past couple of months. And I know that I, um, not me personally, but, you know, speaking in general, I know that I um, impulsively spend $300 to $400 every month or every pay period. If you know this... And sometimes you may be buying things that you actually need, right? But it's impulse because you didn't plan it, right? Now you know, okay, I need to budget for this couple of hundred dollars every month. And I need to include that in my miscellaneous spending category. Because some people don't budget for these spendings, these these purchases because some people don't know how to categorize them. Just put it under one big category, miscellaneous spending. Or you can even call it impulse spending. So if you're budgeting on a consistent basis um, and you're consistently seeing impulse spending as a spending category, that may just be the motivation that you need to get that together. Another um, driving factor, impulsive behavior. Some people are just impulsive people like the things that they do, they don't they don't think twice about it. They don't even think once about it. They just do it. They do it first and ask questions later. We all know one person like that. Some of us may know a few people like that. Very impulsive people. So sometimes if you're in, in an impulsive person in general, then of course you're going to um, indulge in impul- impulsive spending. So for some people, it's a character thing, um, and that takes a lot longer to work on as well. But you got to be self-aware enough to know which of these factors is a, is a driving factor for you. Pricing. Oh, and you also have to be honest enough with yourself um, to come to terms with these things as well. Another thing, pricing and product displays. Ooh, this will get anybody. This can get anybody. And this is partially why I say that impulse buying, um, an aspect of it is normal. Um, because those pricing and product displays will get you. You go in a store, you see a new product you ain't seen before or um, whatever, right? Or you go in a store and see something on sale or you see something, a, a great product that has really good pricing and you're like oh let me let me try this out then you throw it in the cart you're going about your business so pricing and product displays um of course is a driving factor for impulse buying and sometimes product displays and pricing is intentionally set up the way it is to drive impulse buying 
So for instance, in the checkout line where you got all that candy and you got the little EOS balls and you know, the handheld lotions and lighters and chargers and all those little things that be in the checkout line. Some those things are placed there to drive impulse purchases. Cause who plans to buy an EOS ball? Who plans to necessarily buy chapstick? Like a lot of those things are just things that you pick up because it's, it's it's right there. Good pricing. Throw it in the cart. Even if you have a slight need for it. Um next one's a little deep. I'm not gonna dig too much into it because I'm not a therapist. <laughs> But childhood or past traumas. So, I know childhood is the thing for me. And not only did I see my mom um, engage in a lot of impulse purchasing, I've seen a lot of other family members do this as well growing up. And I see half of them still do it, right? So, childhood, um, you know, depending on what what you've seen growing up, um, and there could be certain things in your childhood that drives you to spend your money um, impulsively. And then, you know, there's always um, past traumas. So, it's up to you to dig into that and figure out if there's any past traumas that is causing you to spend your money impulsively. So this episode is not just about controlling impulsive spending. A lot, a lot of this episode goes into um, the unspoken part of this episode. It goes into um, understanding and exploring your relationship with money and the factors that drive that relationship. So I'm going to talk a bit about how to how to stop impulse buying, and I have a, a few. Well, a good amount of tips here that I want to talk about. Um, So if you weren't taking notes, this would be the time to take notes. So how to stop impulse buying? Um, My first one, of course, is become self-aware. You can't stop this uh, this impulsive buying. You can't drop this habit if you don't know why it's there, if you don't know how you contribute to it. If you don't know what your um, buying triggers are and your spending triggers are, your buying habits, spending habits, if you don't understand those things about yourself and your relationship with money, then that habit is going to take over and you'll lose control. So it's essential that you become self-aware, knowing who you are and knowing what your relationship is to money. Um, another tip, set no spend days. And here, this is where you would choose one day of the week to not spend any money at all. One day, don't spend no money. And some of you are probably like, uh, how is that really going to help? Because the stuff that I was going to buy that day, I'm just going to buy the next day. Okay, wrong mindset to have, right? Um, but in setting no spend days, so usually when we get into the groove of impulse buying, especially if it's a habit, that's a groove that you're into. Like, that's a pattern that you're giving into. That's a flow that you're into. And sometimes you need to throw a monkey wrench in there to stop that flow. 
And these no spend days, it stops the flow. It stops the trance that you're in. Because sometimes when you're spending your money impulsively, it's like you're almost in a trance. And you need something to awaken you from that trance. And these no spend days are essential in Yeah, so these no spend days are, um, again, they're essential in awakening you from that trance and stopping your flow of spending, spending, spending. So choose one day of the week to not spend any money. Um, another thing is to reward yourself. And some of you are like, reward yourself, like... By spending more money? No. Here's how you should reward yourself. So, or here's the instance in which you should reward yourself. So when you go against your urge to splurge, um, because when you are cultivating this self-awareness in this journey, and when you are being intentional with your spending, and you're actually trying to control your impulsive spending, there are going to be moments where you're going to have an urge to splurge. But if you go against that urge to splurge, you should reward yourself and you reward yourself by depositing the amount that you was going to splurge deposit that amount to your savings and reward yourself like that so if you were about to make this $50 purchase in Target and decided not to make that $50 purchase if you was about to spend $80 on some weights and you know you got weights at home but you want these weights because they shinier but you decided to go up against that, you need to put that $80 into your savings to reward yourself. And I think that this will be a really cool exercise for a lot of you. Because you're going to see your savings increase. And it's going to wow you because you're going to be like, wow, I was about to throw all this money away. So the benefit of that was you got increased savings and you get to see firsthand um, how much you would have spent on in-purse purchases. Another tip, make a budget. So if you're the type, we talked about this a bit earlier, but if you're the type that just needs to splurge, right? So here's where it's important to understand your money personality, understand, you know, who you are and how you spend money. Some people, some people just needs to splurge. Some people are really just big spenders like that. But if that's you, whether it comes from one of those driving factors that we talked about earlier, or whether that's just you, you need to learn that and learn which it is, which one it is. Work on that, of course. But 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 in addition to that, budget and plan in advance for it. And sometimes it's okay to splurge. You work hard. Your bills are paid. Your obligations are taken care of. Sometimes it's okay to splurge and treat yourself. But if you're going to do that, plan in advance for it and budget for it. 
So it won't take you for a loop. Also, you can save money for splurges. Now, some of you are like, save money for splurges? Well, if I'm saving money, it's going to be so I can do this and do that and buy this house and I'm saving up for this car and blah, 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 blah. But save money for splurging. Save money for that shopping trip. Or save money to just go crazy for one day. It's okay to do that. If you have those urges. If you know those urges pop up here and there. Set some money aside. And save to do that. You want to go to Miami? Tear up the luxury stores? Do your thing. Show out. Flex. It's okay to do that sometimes. But be responsible with it. Don't do it too often. Um, Next tip. Cultivate discipline. This is so, 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 so important. Because I feel like if you don't have discipline, you don't got nothing. Like, you could be the smartest person in the world the most amazing person in the world, the most talented person in the world. But if you don't got that discipline, none of that means nothing. And what discipline is, is sacrificing what you want now to get to something greater and bigger tomorrow. And a lot of us need to cultivate that. A lot of us need to cultivate discipline. Because it's that that discipline that's going to make you put that $50 item down when you know you don't need it. It's going to be that discipline that's going to make you put that $150 shirt down because you know you don't need it. It's going to be that discipline that's going to keep you um, on executing your budget and executing your plans. It's that discipline. Got a few more tips here. Um, Another tip. Wait before purchasing. You in the store, you see that $50 item that you want, $100 item that you want. Can you wait another day? Can you wait a week? Can you wait 30 days? After 30 days, is the desire to purchase it still there? If the desire is heavy and it's still there, then maybe this is this is something that you just need to buy. But if you can wait another day to purchase. If you could wait another week to purchase, if you could wait another 30 days to purchase and realize, "Uh, I really need that. Boom. I've done that plenty of times before. I just recently did it. I was going to buy a larger air fryer because I love my air fryer, but, um, my current one that I have, it's a mini air fryer. And it holds a good amount of stuff in there for, for me and, and my children. It's, 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 it's great. But instead of cooking three pieces of chicken at a time, I wanted to cook six, seven pieces of chicken at a time. So I was, I was looking at this air fryer. Didn't really plan for it. And instead of purchasing it right then and there like I wanted to, I waited. And in a few days... When I went back to the same store, it's like, I don't really need that air fryer. I already got one. Eh. 
So sometimes just wait before purchasing certain things. Eliminate, next tip, eliminate temptation as much as possible. So again, this is where you're understanding where your triggers are. And when you understand where your triggers are, this is where you need to start removing those factors from your environment. Know what your buying triggers are. Honestly, for some of you, your buying triggers are other people. Your buying triggers are your friends. Your buying triggers is your is your mama, is your cousin in them. Every time they come around, you got to spend money. Every time they come around, you got to do this, you got to do that. Y'all doing this, y'all doing that. And just their presence in a relationship you have with them can be a trigger in impulse buying. Am I saying remove that person from your life? No. But figure out what you need to maneuver around. Maybe not hanging around that person as much. Or maybe figuring out what aspect of your relationship causes you to feed into these buying triggers and work on removing that aspect. But sometimes you just may need to cut a person off. Now, I won't necessarily cut someone off, you know, because of that, you know. It's not necessarily their fault. You got to take some accountability here yourself. But for some of you, it may be other things. And you're like, okay, this was just the icing on the cake. This person got to go. But figure out, figure that out. I'm just here to lead you to the water. But you got to do the digging. You have to do the digging. Because money and wealth building is a foundational thing. And without that foundation... Mm. Out that foundation. Next tip, gain self-control. So self-control, that is going to help you when you have the urge to spend the money that you should not be spending. You went to Walmart to get some apples and something to drink. Maybe some yogurt or something. Random items, you know, when you when you when you go to the store to buy random items like that, you setting yourself up for the kill. Okay, so maybe that was a bad example, but you go to Walmart for some tissue, uh, maybe some foil, maybe some deodorant and some detergent. Now you got a cart full of stuff. Self control is going to be the thing that you're going to need to say, hey. I came in here for this. I'm going to leave with this. And sometimes what I like to do, here's a little hack. Here's what I like to do to stop my impulsive buying. If I got like three, four, maybe five items that I came in the store for, I will not grab a cart. Because what I noticed before, one of my triggers was just me having a cart. Like if I'm trying to get about four or five things out the store... Before, I would would grab a cart and put those four or five things in the cart. I don't really need the cart, but 
you know, it's better for me to have a car because I don't got to carry all this stuff in my hand. But when I started controlling my impulsive spending, if I could hold everything in my hand, I'm not grabbing no card. Because I already know if I pick up a card, I'm leaving out that store with more than four to five items that I planned on going in there with. I was self-aware enough to know that. So sometimes I'll be struggling walking through the store with all this stuff in my hand. But at least I walked out the store with exactly what what I planned to purchase. Last tip. Last tip. Use cash and prepaid cards for each category of spending. So this is for some of you who were like, yo, all right, like I come through my stuff, my, my statements, and I seen that this is a problem for me. I got a real bad problem. This is where you want to use cash and prepaid cards for each category of spending or certain categories of spending. So a problem I dealt with some years ago, I used to impulsively uh, spend money on food. I'm a foodie to the core. When I tell you I was trying this restaurant, that restaurant, this restaurant, that restaurant. I was eating out so much. And the thing is, I can cook. I love to cook, in fact. But I was eating out so much. Like, I would cook for dinner most of the time. But but lunch, when low-key, I could have just taken my leftovers from dinner and ate it for lunch the next day. But no, honey, I was trying places. And then I got friends that are foodies. Oh, that's the worst when you got a friend that just enables your your boo. Because <laughs> it's her boo, too. And y'all just wallowing the boo together. But a problem I had, um, it got so, like I was eating out so often to the point where I even created a hashtag around it. Fire Eats. Fire Eats Friday. Any of you um, was following my personal page and, and know me from a few years back, you may remember the hashtag Fire Eats Friday. So at some point, when I realized I was overspending on food and a lot of those purchases were impulsive, I got a prepay card and budgeted the amount that I want to spend on food for that month, which of course was lower than than what I the amount that I discovered I was spending, and you know I would give myself that allowance and put that on that prepaid card and use that prepaid card only when I was going out to eat. And once I ran out of funds, that's it. No more. Can't spend no more on this. So it keeps you in check. Also, cash, using that, we know cash can go fast. Like, a lot of us don't even count cash purchases. Like, ooh, I I, I use cash for this. That don't count. But I tried that as well. I've, I've tried that with gas. So, um... 
another thing I realized that I was overspending on gas. Like I was I was always on the move, going somewhere, driving somewhere. So um a lot of um money went towards gas, but I never budgeted for gas. So there was a time where I would take out, like I would budget for my gas and I would take out cash and use them only for gas purchases. And that kept me in check with how often I was riding around, where I was riding to, et cetera, et cetera. But using cash and prepaid cards for certain categories of spending that you want to work on, huge help. Huge help. Give yourself an allowance in that category. Okay? And use that card, that prepaid card, for that category only. And watch your spending. Prepaid cards that cost anywhere between 2 and $5. Get them from Walmart, any drugstore, maybe gas stations. I'm not sure about gas stations. And load them up. Load them up with the funds that you 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 got allocated in your budget. But yes, that's all I have for you guys today on controlling impulsive spending. I hope that you found value um, in this podcast. And if you have found value in this podcast and want to connect with me on a deeper level, you can always follow me on social media. We need more Instagram followers. Like I just recently started over my Instagram page a few months ago um, in 2021. In 2020, actually, I started over my Instagram page um, why I did that, I don't know. Like before, I had an answer for why I did it. And now, when I ask myself why I did it, I don't know. Shouldn't have did it. But anyway, started over my Instagram page. Um, so I really um, want to connect with you guys up there. We need some followers up there. Um, we need a presence up there. So follow us on Instagram at self is wealth. Self X wealth. It is spelled self X wealth, but pronounced self is wealth. Um, we also have a YouTube channel. We got a lot of content up there. I've been uploading videos pretty often on YouTube. So check us out on YouTube. See what we got going on. Um, and then there's the Facebook group. We got a Facebook like page, but if you can connect with us on Facebook, I would rather connect with you through our Facebook group because there's so much more value in that where I'm providing value and other people are providing value. Because like I said in the beginning, we are more than just a financial literacy company. We are also a financial literacy community. And in that Facebook group, we have freebies that you can have access to. We have um, our freebie, um, your guide to creating, uh, your guide, four simple steps to um, elevating the six and seven figures. Or four simple steps to six and seven figures. We have that ebook up there. We have a free video training up there. I'm going more into depth on what's covered in the ebook. So visit the Facebook group, join the Facebook group to have access to those freebies and access to the value that I put out and the value that others put out. 
come join our community and chop it up with us. We have fun in there. We joke around. We also educate and empower each other as well. Um, and the name of that group is called Self is Wealth. Again, it's spelled Self X Wealth. Self is Wealth. Self X Wealth. Um, colon Wealth Building Group. Self is Wealth. Wealth Building Group. So check us out. Check us out. But yes, that is that is all I have for you guys today. It's always fun coming up here recording podcast episodes. I really like this. I really, really, really like this. I've, I've been planning my podcast for a while. I was supposed to start this thing in 2019. Like I planned to, like I, I started planning for it in 2019. And I just thought that everything had to be perfect. So, you know, I was just going overboard with the planning aspect of it. And in 2020, I was just like, all right, let me just do it. Um, And so we're here and I love it. So I'll um, see you guys next episode. Thank you for tuning in.